Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Set Lesson Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and I don't know if you know this, but it's Levi Week here at Set Lesson Bruce. That's right. Just a couple of days ago, uh, Levi Petrie had joined me and shared many wonderful Springsteen stories and talked about his musical journey. But we had so much fun, we could not wait to talk again. And in our discussion, he mentioned, hey, you know, I've got my songs of the life ready to go. So that's what we're doing tonight. Welcome again to the show. Thank you very much for having me again, Jesse. Uh, I loved talking with you last time. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing when internet friends become, you know, new friends and real friends. Um, it is. It is. Um, it is a very, very, um, and, you know, we have Bruce in, in common. And then, you know, you spend an hour talking to each other and sharing stories. And all of a sudden you're like, I I like I like this guy or I like this gal. This would be, I would like to break bread with them. This is, this is something fun. So yes, I know that feeling. Well, I am honored, honored to, uh, to have yeah. a second time with you. Good. So just in case someone's listening out of order, why don't you give the elevator pitch about yourself? Okay. I'm i uh, I'm an actor and musician, songwriter uh, from Lafayette, Louisiana. I, I live in Los Angeles now. Uh, but, uh, you know, still Cajun and a little, little country at heart. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. And I'm a very big Bruce Springsteen fan, probably been a, a diehard, I would say, for about 15 years now. And I've uh, loved listening to your podcasts and uh, kind of getting to become familiar with what's going on in, in your life as well as, yes. uh, as things go on. And knowing that we also uh, kind of come a little bit from the same area. And we do, yes. And so, yeah. yeah. So, yes, if you have not checked the episode, please go back and listen to it. Um, after you listen to this one, uh, we talked a little Cajun talk. We talked a little bit about your music. We talked about kind of exploring. So, yeah, it was a fun discussion. All right. In case you have never listened to one of these episodes before, um, we are doing a songs of your life and I, I always like to, because um, I don't know if I told the story before, but um, when my son was little, uh, I became a den mom. I was a den leader and I was a really bad den leader, Levi. I just was not very good. And uh, one of the um, other den leaders, uh, Karen came up to me and said, first off, you're a dad. And we, we, we grade dads at a curve. <laughs> Secondly, I don't think you understand how important it is that your 10-year-old son sees you leave work and every afternoon, mm -hmm. you know, once a week, you're doing Cub Scouts with him, okay? And three, good Cub Scout leaders come up with new ideas. Great Cub Scout leaders steal other ideas. <laughs> And so I have used that in business and in life a lot. I'll go, good leaders come up with new ideas, great leaders steal. Um, but I always like giving credit. So Sports Radio 96.7.1 here in Dallas, 1310 The Ticket, um, used to do a weekly segment where they talked about the biggest band coming to town. They would discuss all the bands that were coming to perform. It gave them an excuse to talk about the bands. They play a few clips and they would all vote at the end 
who was the biggest band. And sometimes it could be, you know, someone who's playing at Gillies or, you know, someone who's playing there at the American Airlines Center, just all could depend. Well, COVID happens, no tours. So they came up with bands of your life, which is 11 questions about bands. And to make it fun, they said you could only use one band once. And my son, Chris, was, you know, dad, that's a good idea, but you should make it more Bruce for your show. So I came up with these same 11 questions and you're allowed to use any Springsteen song you want, but can you only use the song once for each category? So that's the fun. And you volunteered and said you'd love to do it, right, I Levi? I, I love theme episodes of podcasts. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was very eager. You know, the first time I heard an episode where you did this with someone, just yeah. you know, right away, made my yeah, list. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, very good. All right. So we, I always like to, we're going to start negative first. Song I hate. Yeah. And get I put a parenthesis. Or you just don't get, right? Like, it may not you hate it, but you just not. So what do you got? I, I, I mentioned this already in our previous uh, discussion. Yes. And uh, I, I felt bad using the word hate after I said it, but I know that it is, it is the real feeling I have towards this song, and I had it the first time I heard it. But it's Outlaw Pete. I hate Outlaw Pete so much. Um, I, you know, I was, uh, I became a diehard around the time of magic and that's when, you know, I went through the, the back catalog. And so I was very excited when working on a dream came out and I, I liked the first song working on a dream, but when, uh, the first time I just started going through the album, I was like, what is this? And right away I heard the, um, like kind of the kiss comparison or like the kiss melody that people yeah. have compared it to is like yeah i hear this yeah and it just went on so long that i think that's what made me hate it more it's like you bruce you're really trying to force me to get <laughs> into this and feel how epic it is in your mind and i i don't agree Hard I, I am not a um i am not a big outlaw pete fan either i i, I get that a lot um it is, um, I remember once they were broadcasting live in four of a sh before of a show and little Steven stopped by to talk to Jim Rotola or someone, you know, like on E Street Radio, right? And there's some kids there and, and uh, fans and someone's like, oh, I want you to play Al Pete. And, you know, Steven's like, okay, we'll get it for you. And it was during the Working on a Dream tour. So, you know, it was in the regular set list. But, you know, uh, little Steven goes, absolutely, we're going to play it for you tonight. And I was like, really? Of all the songs to pick? <laughs> so um, my other story about that, and I think I, I have told this all the time, I was in Nashville and there was a guy hanging. He had a sign said, it's my 19th birthday, play the river. And we're like, have you listened to the river? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not a great song, but not a song that, Hey, I want to celebrate my birthday. All right. So this is what Pete. I'm going through in life. I, yes, exactly. I got married pregnant. And, uh, yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> song that you think is overrated. All right. I, this is, I, you know, this is dangerous to throw out, but I know that you are not really a Jungle Land fan, so I feel yes. this is a safe space. Yes, for me yes. To put out here. I, I figure <laughs> I have taken one for the team by saying Jungle Land is overrated. I figure I have cleared this for any of my guests picking anything. Okay. 
Um, so I'm going to say, I, I think this is, you know, it's an okay song, but yeah. uh, uh, my, my pick, but it's not one that I, I go crazy for. I really understand when people are like, oh yeah, man, 10th Avenue freeze out. That is the one for me. Um, I, you know, and I kind of like the studio recording even more than the live recordings. Like I understand the energy and get that it's a fun thing, but I don't think it just, it just doesn't grab me in the same way that other people really take hold of it. Um, I could sit and listen to it. I'd have no problem with it, but it's one that I'm just like, eh, I don't, I don't know that it's one of his best songs. I know it's like his, his mythology song about the band and him. Yeah. Playing, uh, okay. But I'm just like, eh, okay. Right. No, that's an interesting pick. Uh, and uh, not quite as controversial as Jungle Land, but I could see a few people rolling their eyes going, what? Uh, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> so people are like, stop on this guy. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. But let's flip it over, though. Okay. Song that is underappreciated. All right. But doesn't get enough love. Okay. This, is, this will probably sound crazy considering it is one of his biggest hits and probably how a lot of people came to know him. But... I happen to think that the song Born in the USA is still a little underappreciated and not just because of, you know, we like, we've all heard a million times that you're like, Oh, you, if you really listen to the lyrics, you know, that it's, it's not just a rah, rah rally cry, but what, why I think it's underappreciated is, um, you know, I told you before, I, I love uh, like some, some punk rock or that real, anger behind it and i think this is could be arguably one of the greatest punk rock songs ever it's two chords and bruce is just so damn angry throughout the entire song and uh i i feel the passion and the rage and i just i remember uh on on robin jb's show when they did like a year in review and they said they'd only given this song like four or four and a half i'm like no no what are you talking about this is this is one of Bruce's best songs, and I feel like people don't, uh, people sometimes just take it for granted just how, how great it is. Yes. So, um, have you heard me tell the Houston story? Oh, no. I don't, no, no. Okay. So, apologize, listeners, if you've heard the Houston story, but this is perfect timing, right? So, this was um, High Hopes segment of the uh, the tour it's in houston texas um really good show it was in kind of an outdoor amphitheater and uh he did the this is the show where the two flores brothers jumped mm. on stage and dang you know no surrender yeah uh did a you know a version of one step up and so it's like you know a little bit a little over three hours great show and so after the show, we're all outside and, you know, we're, um, my wife was going to the restroom and I had already gone. I'm sitting there and this very drunk lady is like, is it over? I'm like, yeah, it's over. A little over three hours. <laughs> but he didn't play Born in the USA. I said, well, you know, he doesn't always play it, but it's his biggest hit. I'm like, yeah, I know. But, you know, he just doesn't play it that often. But but it's his biggest hit. <laughs> like, well, sorry. And so ever since then, every time I hear Born in the USA live, I tweet and somewhere there's a drunk lady in Houston, very happy. You know, uh, the, 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 every live version I've ever heard with the full band. Yes. Um, 
that synth, like it, it's hard to recreate that that sound that they have on the studio yeah. version. It sounds pretty cheesy, I think, that synth yeah. sound when they do it live. And sometimes I wish, um, like we've covered it in my band where we, we don't have a synth. And so it's just, just really loud rock right, and guitar yeah. and drums. And I mean, you still, you feel it. You feel the, uh, the energy. You know, and I also, and let's be pretentious because, you know, hey, we're on a podcast, right? right. <laughs> but you can also make the argument how much of was born in the USA uh, helped toward the modern Vietnam veterans support, right? Because I know people have said that Bruce had a lot to do with modern getting support and bringing yeah. awareness to the Vietnam vet. And so I think that's another reason it could be underappreciated because of kind of the work he's done and, and how much he's done. So great choice. Absolutely. Great choice. Absolutely. All right. Song that you love. Uh, I, I talked a little bit about this one, but uh, it's this hard land. Mm, I, I love, I love this song so much. And I, for the longest time, I, I wasn't really aware of it. I knew it simply as a song that took up space in my iTunes that I never actually listened to. I had, you know, I had um, like burned the, the, the greatest hit CD onto my computer. And for some reason, This Hard Land only got like the first 45 seconds. So like I just heard the harmonica and maybe the first verse. And I went years without listening to it. And then they released that video of him from the wrecking ball tour uh closing out the final show doing an acoustic version of it and it was i just thought it was so beautiful and uh i remember reading in the greatest hits package book like the last he put the last verse in there and said hey i don't know why i left this off for so long um and there have just been i've listened to this song so many times there have been times when i've just been like in a bathroom stall or a sitting, I did a hike and sat at the top of a mountain and I'm just listening to this song and I just start crying because I think it's just beautiful, a beautiful tale of, of friendship at the end. And, um, you know, I was totally prepared to have to listen to it after election results, just in case things didn't yes. really <laughs> go yes. you know, stay hard, stay hungry, stay mm -hmm. alive. And, and um, so it's, it's one that uh, it sounds good acoustic. It sounds good with the full band. And I, I love it. It just hits me, uh, hit me right in the heart. You know, Levi, isn't it interesting how you could have heard bits of songs or maybe, maybe even the whole song and then something happens to, and it clicks on you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it comes instead of just, oh yeah, it's that song to, oh, it's that song. And that's yeah. kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. So, song that you can listen to over and over again, besides this hard land. Badlands. Yes. Badlands, Badlands, Badlands. That's, uh, I mean, I, I, my alarm clock is set to the live in New York version of Badlands. Just one, two, put it up, put it up. And uh, I, you know, I have a playlist like a YouTube playlist of as many live versions as I can find. And I'll just go down this rabbit hole of either watching them or listening to it. And uh, I, the uh, man, I, I'm, I'm sure you've probably watched the, the live in Hyde Park London calling yes. performance of it, but good God, just he, there's that shot of he and Clarence from behind during the kind of breakdown part after the saxophone solo and just, 
that is like the most badass Bruce Springsteen has ever yes. looked in front of 80,000 to 100,000 fans. And like, that is the song. Like, that is. That is it, awesome. Yeah. Every, every performance you watch of that song, people go nuts for it and just throw their fists up. And um, I mean, I, it, when he tours again, I know like I can see him starting with stuff from the new album, but I can also just see him coming out and first show being like, here we go, Badlands, and people and, are right back into it. And it is a great song to open a show with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I Great, great. All right, song that made you fall in love with Bruce. Um, I, Rosalita. I just, I, I, I will never forget just being in the car and listening to WXRT in Chicago, about 22 or 23 years old, and, and hearing this, this song on the radio and you know, bringing like, what is this? Who is this? Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's Bruce Springsteen. And, and when they got to the part where he's like, they gave me a big advance. It just like, that's, that's rock and roll unleashed. That, that is, that is the joy of picking up a guitar and being in a band or just uh, youthful exuberance. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's the legend of Bruce Springsteen that, you know, I've read about, or I've, I've seen in clips or something. And that from that day on, that's when I was like, I need to know everything about Bruce Springsteen. Like it is, he, he is the, you know, the second coming of, of the rock, rock world. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right. A song that changed your life. Uh, it's, it's one that I'm, I'm not sure anyone else will say, but uh, for me, it literally changed my life and that's, I'm going down. Uh, so we were, you shared yeah. a little bit, but tell the story again. Uh, my, a good friend of mine had given up his slots, uh, at this, this place in Los Angeles called the Tam O'Shanter. It's, uh, one of Los Angeles' oldest restaurants. So we were in there doing a more stripped down set for our band and we had to kill three hours. So we threw in some, some covers and we really liked doing I'm going down cause it's like the same four chords the whole time. And it's fun. Uh, and this lady walked in that I had seen one time before uh, and she was with a neighbor of mine who'd come out to support us that night and when she walked in I was like oh my gosh that's that's the woman from the pool that I saw months and months ago uh, and I went up and started talking to her and she said I love that Springsteen song that you played and I, I wouldn't have I would have never assumed that you know anyone else even though I know it's like a big hit from the album but uh, yes they don't, they don't play it a lot here on like classic rock radio here anyway, or right. I've never heard it that much, but uh, yeah, I was like, Oh wow, this is really great. This lady is a Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, and you know, <laughs> never looked back from there. Had our, had our first date and uh, we, we saw the, Bro the Bruce Broadway show together, but yes, that lady who said she liked that Springsteen song is one of the first things she ever said to me. That lady is now my wife. So. That's very nice. Yeah. Uh, going down first dance or? Uh, we definitely, we, we wasn't the first dance, but it was played at the wedding. And uh, I, you know, we had a group dance going with it. Uh, and I think my mom, that got my mom excited because that was the one Bruce album that she had. So she was like, <laughs> oh, I know this song. Yeah, and that's, that's popped awesome. up out of her chair and she came and grabbed hands with us and we just tore it up. That's great. That's awesome. Okay, song that surprised you. Oh, uh, Moonlight Motel from Western oh, Stars. Oh, nice. Uh, I, 
I, I, I, when it came out, just sat on the, on the balcony uh, that night and went through the entire album. And when it got to the last song, I was expecting like another big, you know, big production. And instead it was just the most beautiful, heartbreaking song I think that Bruce might have. And um, I mean, I, I full on sobbed uh, a number of times listening to this song. And then I had listened to it for a while. And then the other day it was, uh, I, I gave it a listen again. And it's, it's so emotional. And I, you know, I think of, uh, I just kind of picture maybe the journey that is to come for like my, my wife and I, or um, just, I, I think it's just a, a beautiful story, beautiful lyrics. Uh, Ken Rosen had ac actually wrote something for his blog yes. about it where he, he thought it was Bruce's, you know, maybe his best lyric yet. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could, I could see that. I could agree. It's perfect. Yeah. And I, I, I have to look it up, but one of my guests said that, it's the end of Thunder Road that mm -hmm. he, Mary in um, our protagonist gets in the car and they drive all the way to the West and they spend their lives together. And he is now mourning her death in Moonlight Motel. That's the, yeah. the end. That's the bookend of Thunder Road. Thunder Road, the beginning, Moonlight Motel, the end. And I went, okay, I don't know if that's, that is the right answer, right? Like, like that is perfect. So great, great, great. Yeah, if I could, if I could just like share one thing real quick. Oh, about please. It. Um, when it came out, uh, the summer 2019, I was, I was in a show at the time that was supposed to run for a, a full year. It was about, um, it was about the Apollo 11 mission and it was going to be, it was coincide with the 50th anniversary of it. And we, we did a couple of months in Los Angeles and then it was supposed to tour around the country. Well, unfortunately it did not do that well and we had to close before we ever left LA. But there, uh, there was a scene that takes place uh, called the splashdown where after the astronauts come back, uh, there's, a, there's a big party and the party was at the Moonlight Motel. And so oh, nice. every night there was a big sign that said Moonlight Motel. And, and I remember, uh, you know, after our last show, when we knew that the tour wasn't going to go on, I, I, I just remember driving away and just, you know, thinking one more shot in the parking lot. For the yeah. So, so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you, you, you didn't have the sign in your backseat or somehow that. No, cause it was, it was, it was digitally projected. Okay, Otherwise okay. It, it, it would have come with me. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. All right. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. Song. That's a guilty pleasure. You know, I'm, I'm not a big believer in the term guilty pleasure. You like what you like. I think that's a fair statement. But I, I have a feeling this one probably would go into this category for a lot of people. But I love this song, and it's This Is Your Sword. Uh, so from, from the uh, High Hopes album. So I, I love, like, whatever that instrument is that comes on. It reminds me of, like, the, uh, the Irish musicians that I learned mm -hmm. to play music with. Right. So that song just makes me happy. I think it's a, it's a fun song. Uh, and it's a good message in it, too. I love that song. I think it's it's been perfect during the pandemic. Um, I it is on my list of songs that I wish I could hear live, mm. and um, so I will go back to Houston that night. Um, he was supposed to open with it, and um, and I'm like, 
you know, and this I found out afterwards. And uh, Tom Morella, right before they went on the stage, went, hey, we're in Houston. You should open with seeds. <laughs> so he scratches out this ah. is your sword. And the last time he was in Houston, he opened with seeds because, you know, there was a line going to Houston town. Yeah. And I was like, I admit, I was bitter. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no. So, absolutely. Why can't, you, why can't you do both? Why can't you have. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, okay, don't, why, don't do this. Yes. Yeah. So that's very nice. All right. What is uh, the song? you wish you had seen live uh it's it's a popular one it's uh it's hungry heart and it and i i i put this one because i was supposed to see it live i had paid for tickets they turned out to be scam tickets so i i missed the first five or six songs of the show i'm like i was outside of the arena and could hear you know, I could hear every, like the crowd singing at the top of their lungs, Hungry Heart. And I'm like, no, I'm supposed to be in there getting to sing this song and touch Bruce while he's crowd yes. surfing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I would love to one day, that's one of the songs, you know, one of the big songs that I've never yeah. heard live. So I would, I would love to hear that and get to great. sing along with the crowd. That is, that is a great choice. All right. And the last one, great song to see live. Uh, I, I, I picked this one. I'll just preface it with, I picked this one because hearing it live kind of changed my mind about the, the album that I had not given a chance to yet. And, uh, and it's the song, We Are Alive. Uh, ah, and okay. I just remember being at Jazz Fest and he did a lot of the Wrecking Ball songs. I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, these songs are really great. And there, there's something, you know, maybe sometimes when, when you love someone or, or something so much and you get a new piece of music or a new movie, like you just want it to be perfect and you judge it too harshly, too quickly. And uh, so seeing something live, especially with music, it, it, can, it can elevate it, uh, it can. in a way that just really hits you. And I, all of those Wrecking Ball songs are so great, but um, I... I there's something about just hearing Bruce very clearly when you're in his presence, say these words. And, and like, I just remember thinking about my grandfather while I was there and I was with a friend whose wife had passed away a, a couple of years before. And uh, it was just a good moment. And it yeah. made me really love the song. And, you know, I got wrecking ball immediately and it's, it's in my mm-hmm. top five Bruce albums. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there is that, there you know there's a little bit touch of clarence thinking about him gone and and that i i love that and you know i think going back just another point um you i know that i worry and it i shouldn't but because bruce has nothing to prove to anyone but i worry right like okay he's going to put out a new album and what if it's not good you know what if what if people don't like it and um you know and and and, you know you're you're so excited about like letter to you or western stars and to and then to see it come up and it you know and people love it you're like oh great but yeah there is that nervousness and um and i can only imagine i i've heard a couple people talk about how magical the two times he's done 
uh, the Jazz Fest. Mm, yeah. yeah. That, uh, I, that 2006 show, I guess, right after Hurricane Katrina with, with yeah. the uh, Seeger Sessions band, supposed to be, you know, just like something yeah. that kind of helped help the city start to heal. I, that's, that's the legend that it has around. Well, um, I know there was a columnist who wrote a beautiful article about how he, that same premise, right? Like he said, mm -hmm. you don't understand how much we needed this. And he was such a big star to be a, there and to bring back, it was really the first event. And, um, you know, I kind of reached out to him and I said, Hey, would you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, I don't have anything else to say that's not in the article, mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, yeah, but not everyone reads. So uh, yeah. those are great choices. Those are great choices. Thanks. I, um, I had a lot of fun coming up with it. Yeah. Um, how much were, were you pretty sure what you wanted for each category or did you do some debating? I, I was pretty sure there were a couple that I think might've been interchangeable. I think like maybe Badlands and this Hardland, I could have switched sure. around if I wanted to. Um, I, I did have some other songs in contention, I think for, overrated which we don't need to go into but also mm -hmm. for uh for wish i had seen live and some of them got eliminated because i went back through uh like the list of shows i'd been to and yeah. saw the set list I was like wait a minute he played that like how do i not remember yeah, this? yes like, i know <laughs> at the show that i where i missed hungry heart i was definitely you know in the in the arena by the time he played east street shuffle and i just i don't know how i i'm i don't remember that but it's on YouTube. You can find yes, it. So, yes, indeed. Okay. That's funny. That's really funny. That's great. Um, no, this is wonderful, Levi. Thank you so much. I, oh, I appreciate oh, your time. You, this is great. Um, if someone wants to reach you and hear more about your music, how can they? Uh, you can go on Spotify. It's Levi Petrie. Uh, if you want to follow along on Instagram, it's LP and the RP, which is basically short for uh, my band, Levi Petrie and the Radio Publica or LeviPetrie.com. Uh, anyway, I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that. I'll stop Very there. nice. That is good to go. Um, that is great. Hey, hey, Jesse, can I give you a plug? While, yes. While, uh, yes. I, I would encourage people, if you are a, a big fan of the show and you check in a lot uh, to, to, be uh, a patreon member and support podcast i used to work in public radio and they really drilled it into us that uh it is important to support the art and the media that uh that you love to consume so well thank you i appreciate that you uh yes um it is greatly um it, and I, I just shared with people that um i've always done um I do Skype for most of my recording, but more and more people are having trouble with Skype. So I went to Zoom and you have to subscribe to Zoom. So it doesn't cost me a lot, but it is money out of my pocket. And I also kick a little money to the guy who runs our network because he has to pay for hosting and all this stuff. So yes, it is um, not all going to Springsteen tickets though. I do put part of it aside. <laughs> I do tell <laughs> Linda, like, right, like hey, you, you know, this is it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, so any, um, as we're recording this, it's Thanksgiving week. It'll be sometime in December we send this out, but I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you stay safe. You as well. And uh, I think everything well. Anything, um, any projects coming up that you want to promote? Uh, we, I mean, I, 
we're trying to finish up some things we started uh, in our studio a while back. Yes. Know? Uh, but uh, our, our drummer is about to have a, a baby in about a month. And so we've got a couple of songs that we're hoping we can finish up maybe before the, uh, the end of the year and before the baby comes along. But uh, other than that, I, I've had the itch to just sit down with my guitar and maybe just record some acoustic songs or okay. something and just just to keep putting things out in the world and uh <sighs> yeah if, if uh yeah that's, well that's uh uh standard uh, standing offer uh when you got an album to promote just reach out to me we'll have you back on the show hey, if you think it's right. something you want to talk about i'd love to do that uh for now thank you my friend i appreciate it uh we talked a little bit um it's kind of nice when you connect to strangers over the internet, but right. you feel like your friends, yeah. you know, yes. you feel like there's a connection and I hope you feel a connection with me listeners. Uh, we do appreciate you. Um, please social distance, wash your hands, wear an effing mask, take care of yourself. It's the holiday season. I know you want to see your friends. I know you want to see your family. Be smart about it, please, because we need you all here. Uh, so that when Bruce tours again, we can all get together. But for now, be safe and have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at DFW. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. That listening Bruce. Set listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.